Lord, I love you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God, move in this service. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. James 1 and 22. Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. I want to, I want to talk to you for just a little bit, and you can do with it what you want. Lord, we love you. God, I ask that you touch your servants. God, I ask that you touch me. James, James 1 and 23, for if any beer, if, if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. <clears throat> for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth the manner of man he was. <clears throat> and I in in preparing for this, I I looked that up in a commentary, and it says, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the person who only hears God's word without doing it has the same sense and stability as a man who looks into a mirror and immediately forgets what he saw. The information he received did not do any good in his life. I want the information in this book to do good in my life. As I, as I read that, of course, the, uh, the sense and and stability stuck out because it seems like anyone that's uh, anyone that's trying to get hired for any or hired voted into any kind of an office um, or has a has a microphone in their hand talks about common sense and well it just doesn't have the same meaning that it used to because they're they're, what they're talking about is not common sense. It, de it, depends on, it depends on where you're coming from. It depends on what your beliefs are as to what is common sense to you. What is, what is common sense to us as a, the church body is not common sense to the world. Amen. It, if we're having a bad day, we pray. That is common sense. That, that's not common sense to them because they, they are not familiar with the Word of God. And when I, when I was thinking of this, looking in a mirror and immediately forgets what he saw, I had thought about myself, if you... If you if you take a look at your phone or if you take a look at your watch and I don't know, I guess sometimes we just do it out of habit. Someone sees you doing it and they say, what time is it? I don't know. I have to look. Well, you just, 
you just checked it. You don't know what time it is. It's, it's not been a minute. It, it's the same time. Whatever, whatever the reason is, if we've got stuff on our mind, for some reason it didn't register, so we've got to look again. We're, we're staring into nothingness. Just, just staring there, and somebody says, what are you thinking? Huh? <laughs> they're, they're waiting for some deep revelation. Huh? I've been guilty of that. They'll say, where are you at? Where's your mind at? What, what's going on up there? What are, where, are you, where are you at? You're not here. What are you thinking about? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we love you. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it my all. I'm gonna give it all I've got. If you'll give me a couple minutes, and you'll give it all that you've got, I believe God's gonna move. If 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 I can't get a hundred percent, I'm gonna drag some of you. So I'll try not. I'll try not to be long. You try to give a hundred percent. God's still going to move. I want to get plugged into God. I want to get renewed. I want to get revived. I've got to have the Holy Ghost. I've got to have more and more of the Holy Ghost. You can do what you want with it. Some... Some people get delivered while they're at a red-hot church service. And they don't have problems while they're around the people of God. While they're at church, God is moving. They feel that power. The Holy Ghost can get them through their problems. They can, they can focus on things of God. <clears throat> the little things aren't an issue. But they're relying on someone else's Holy Ghost to get them through their problems. When they're at home, when they need it, the power of the Holy Ghost is not there to help them. They can't stay focused on the things of God. So their mind starts wondering. Their eyes start wondering. Because they don't have that Holy Ghost. Maybe it's just that they don't have enough of that Holy Ghost. That's why we have to continually be renewed in the Holy Ghost. We don't, we don't know what kind of devil we're going to face tomorrow. There's too many ungodly distractions. And a lot of times there's not enough Holy Ghost anointing in our lives to carry us from, from one church service to another church service. Or from one personal disaster to another personal disaster. If, if you're living, life happens. And Abigail's got it figured out too. Because just, just, was it last night? Abby says, well, life just happens. <laughs> it, it does, it does, and it was happening. The church, the church is a good example. And I'm just using this as an example. I'm a, I'm a picture person. I've got to paint, I've got to paint myself a picture. Um, 
so just bear with me. <clears throat> at the church, at the church, we're all facing, we're all facing in the right direction. Except except for two of us. <laughs> Pray for us. In, in, in church, we're facing in the right direction. We're facing, we're normally, we're facing towards our pastor. We're facing towards the man of God. The spiritual representative of the church. Whoever that may be. Usually that's our pastor. We've got a godly view. Where we are at in church matters. Where we're sitting at. Where our location is. There's less distractions in the front. There's still distractions. But you can get you can get focused easy. You can get refocused easy. There's not a hundred other people in front of you doing doing the things that people do. There's not there's not the distractions. If you're if you're easily distracted, come up to the front. Why put yourself why put yourself through that? Why put yourself through those distractions? Spend that time trying to filter through everything that's going on. We've all we've all got to we've all got to hear the word of God. Don't let nothing get in the way of your blessing. Don't let anything get in the way of your renewing. Now, when you're up front, there's still, like I said, there's still distractions. But you can't always hear the door opening and closing. You can't always hear, you can't always hear the greeters. There may be some conversations going on towards the back. You can't always, you can't always hear that if you're up closer. <clears throat> Maybe you don't notice it as much. There's less distractions. There's not as much to filter out. Um, there was... Uh, there was an evangelist that was here that uh, any movement on this side, he's always looked just to see what was going on. And I don't know if he noticed it, but I always noticed it when someone, he just, you know, something catches you, some, you catch movement, you want to see what's going on. <clears throat> but it was easy for him to get redirected. It's easy to redirect our attention if we are distracted. We get focused back on the Word of God. We are facing the right direction. In the very back, we see every little bit of movement. Whatever's going on, every, every conversation, every gesture, we notice the reactions. A lot of times, oh, I wish I didn't see that. Is this going to take forever or what? I'm trying not to do that anymore. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. It's, it's too easy to get distracted with what's going on on the sides. By the time you get refocused, oh, look, there's something else going on. And it's, it's just the way it is. We're, we're all people. We're all, we're all a little different in a good way. We're still facing the right direction, but there's too much going on to stay focused. There's too much extra stuff. When, when we are at church, it matters where we are at spiritually. Are we prayed up and full of the Holy Ghost? Have we been reading our Bible, having good fellow, good godly fellowship <clears throat> and conversations? That would be like sitting in the front row. 
we're not affected. We're not affected by all the stuff going on inside. When, when we are not full of the Holy Ghost and we are not prayed up, world, we have worldly fellowship and conversations. Every little distraction will get us off track. There's too much going on to pray. It seems like every little, every little molehill is a mountain. I just, I just, I just don't know. I just, I just don't know if I can do this. It's just everything's against me. I'm just going to go kick rocks. <laughs> and then, and then, pastor says, "Brother Moore, how's it going?" Because he's he's a big man. He's got a big voice. <laughs> oh, I don't know, pastor. Everything's against me. I'm just having a bad day. I'm just going to go kick rocks. Brother Moore, have you been praying? Oh. That that does that's not the answer to everything. But have you prayed about it? Most of our most of our problems will go back to prayer or lack of prayer, one way or another. And it doesn't matter just being just being full or empty of the Holy Ghost or just just on the the front seat or the back seat of the church. And I'm I'm just using that as an example to paint a little picture. I'm not getting in on getting on anybody for where they sit. I sat towards the back and there's there's a handful of reasons for that. But it's not just about being empty or full. There's in the church. There's there's several pews. There's there's what twelve of them, twelve rows. There's different degrees of emptiness or fullness. There's different there's different degrees of how full is your gas tank, how full is your Holy Ghost, how long how long has it been since you got filled up? Are you are you just uh, are you just one of those that runs until it's not going to run anymore? Oh Lord, help me get to the gas station. That would that would be that person that only prays, only reads their Bible when when the man of God's up here. Turn to this. If if we're not filling our tank on a day. Just to get just to get it topped off because you never know. I want to be ready. I want to be ready to take that trip. I want to be ready just to get up and go. I don't know. I don't know what's in what's going to happen tomorrow. What kind of what kind of issue I'm going to have? What kind of breakdown there's going to be? I don't know, but I want to be prepared. I want my Holy Ghost tank to be full. Where we are at morally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually determines how we view things. Emotional. Um, a, a loss of a loved one, of the loss of a friend, of a family member, um, the loss of a friendship. Emotions run high. When our emotions run high, we don't think as clearly as we would. Things affect us differently when we are emotional. Moves of God affect us differently also when we are emotional. When we can, when we can be broken and let God move on us, let God do something in our lives, that's when God moves. Physically, if we are tired and hurting in our bodies, it's hard to get with the preacher. It's hard to focus on anything else, but my goodness, my body hurts because you're in pain. 
when you hurt, you tend to focus on that. Whether you're too hot or too cold, if you're not comfortable, my goodness, it's hot in here. Nope, now it's too cold. You can't get comfortable. However, our moral and spiritual compasses guide us is how we will respond to situations in our lives. You're going to do you're going to do with it what you want according to where you are emotionally, physically, morally, and spiritually. Genesis 13 and 10. This morning, Brother Character says, go to Genesis 13, I think he, I think he was 13 and 18, somewhere, somewhere around in there, and I was like, oh, brother, that's, that's getting awful close here. <laughs> and, and Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere. Before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord and the land of Egypt, as thou comest into Zor, then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves, the one from the other. Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. Lot, and I've, I've, heard this, I've heard this preached. Lot made a good business decision. <clears throat> the well-watered plains, there's a lot of water. There's going to be a lot of grass. That's good. That's good for business. But he ended up he ended up in a house in Sodom. Angels of the Lord got him and his family out of Sodom. But Sodom was still in them. What are you looking at? And where are you pointed toward? What's, what's going on in your peripheral view? It may not be something that you're staring at right in front of you, but you're catching something coming on over here. You're not focused on it all the time, but you can see it. You know it's there. <clears throat> it's easier to get refocused when there is a when there is not a lot of trash going on between you and what you're focused on. He beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere, and he pitched his tent toward Sodom. He had, he had the whole Jordan plain, and he, he chose to pitch his tent toward Sodom. We may be able to stay focused on God, to stay focused on the things of God, even though we are pointed in the wrong direction. We may be able to keep our focus and not get sidetracked. Not get sidetracked with all the trash that's on the side, on this side or that side, what's going on behind us. That may not affect us. It may be our job. I have to pay the bills. There's wherever wherever you work, there's you're gonna have to deal with ungodly people. We we've all gotta work. We've all gotta pay bills. I can handle it. 
That's for my job. Education. It's only for a little while. I got to get a good education so I can get a good job. I can handle it. It's only for a little while. Our hobbies, our habits, we don't have any bad habits. It's our good habits, shouldn't have. Our fellowship, we shouldn't have any bad fellowship. I can handle it. I'm strong. I'm prayed up. What's it doing to our families? Can our families handle it? What's it doing to them? Are they are they able to look at that trash? and to refocus on the things of God. Well, I can do it because I'm, I'm all grown up. What about everybody else in the family? How's it affecting them? How's that good business decision turning out now? If it makes you rich and destroys your family, it's not a good decision. Are they able to refocus and concentrate on the things of God or will they be focused on Sodom and Gomorrah? You can do with it what you want. God, I love you. Thank you, Jesus. God has given us a free will. He has decided... We can do what we want. What are you doing? We don't have to do anything that we don't want to do. Our actions have consequences. Our lack of actions have consequences. Our actions are often affected by our mindset, what's on our mind. What's been going through our mind all day? What are we listening to? What are we watching? Is our fellowship godly? What we read, what we hear, what we see... Smells and tastes. Adam and Eve. Genesis 3 and 3. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Genesis 3 and 11 says, And he said, "Who Who told thee? That thou wast naked, hath thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? God, God told him, don't eat it. Apparently Adam said, we're not going to touch it. What? What if Adam would have said, we're not going to look at it, 
We're not going to go close to it. We're not going to touch it. There's no way we're talking about this. I'm not allowing this in my house. This is going to separate us from God. Stay away from it. We've got this we've got this whole garden. Don't go to the middle of it. Stay away from the tree. I don't want to be separated from God. Your location can affect your mindset. What if Lot faced his tent away from Sodom? Genesis 19 and 1. And there came two angels from Sodom at even, and and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom. And Lot, seeing them, rose up and met them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. So Lot's, Lot's sitting at the gate of Sodom. How's that, how's that work into the business plan? There's, there's exceeding, exceeding evil in Sodom. And now he's in Sodom. And then and then in verse 2 it says, uh, Turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house. So he had a house in Sodom. He went from he went from having his tent pointed towards Sodom where when he woke up, when his family woke up, every day, every morning that's what he saw. Proverbs 18 and 21. There's death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. There's there's power of life and death in the tongue. Are we giving life with our words, or are we killing with them? Ephesians 4 and 29 says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers are we are we tearing people down with our words or are we building them up i know I, I work with a man or have worked with a man, and he's, uh, he's got a reputation. Um, if you do something wrong, he's going to let you know. And uh, he's got that reputation because he's, he's just mean and nasty. Um, there's, been, there's been a lot of people that have said uh, very, very, cruel and descriptive things about this man and uh, they weren't lying <laughs> because he tears down people he's not he's not edifying he's not he's not being constructive it's 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 one thing when someone's making a mistake to say hey you're making a mistake let me show you, let me show you, why don't you try this? Let's do something different. That's not working. Let's do something different. There's a lot of difference between just tearing someone down because they don't get it or they're, they're not, whether they're, they're not living for God right, whether they're not dressing right, 
or whatever it is, instead of saying, you ain't got it. Here, let me show you. Let me show you where I'm coming from. Let, let me see if this helps you. I'm going to give you some advice. You can do with it what you want. You can take it or leave it. These words might help you. Building is better than tearing down. Tools, tools of construction or tools of destruction. It depends on your mindset. It depends on your intent. Um, a hammer. Everybody, everybody recognizes a hammer as a tool something someone uses for construction, for building things. If someone breaks into your house and is trying to do bodily harm to you, and all you have in your hand is a hammer to defend yourself. That tool of construction becomes an assault weapon. Because you're going to use what is available to protect yourself. It depends on your situation. Because of your situation, you need to improvise. Smartphones. They're a great tool for communication, information, and education. They're also robbers of our time. The, the, greatest, the greatest thing about our phones is you can get information on anything at any time. Any, anything that pops into my little tiny brain, I can look it up. Right, right now, get an answer. The bad thing about them is anything that pops into my little tiny brain, I can look it up right then. And there it is. Do we have the self-control? Nope. I'm not going there. I'm not looking at that. I'm not taking a look at that. It used to be, it used to be when, when I was young, I, back in the day, if there were certain things you look, wanted to go to the store and look at, it was off to the side. They were covered up. Um, they made you feel dirty going back there and looking at it. And anymore, everything's right out in the open. And if not, you can just pull out your phone and look at it. It depends on where you're at, where you're at spiritually. What are you thinking of? What are you talking about? What are you looking at? And there's our jobs, our cars. Are we using our cars for godly things or ungodly things? Jeremiah 24 and 6. For I will set mine eyes upon them for good, and I will bring them again to this land. And I will build them and not pull them down. And I will plant them and not pluck them up. Building up is not going to pluck them out. The Bible, I'm trying to hurry. The Bible.
This is the Bible. What's wrong with the Bible? Are we preaching people into hell? Or are we teaching them about the love and grace of God? Most people know they're, they're just a dirty old sinner. If they don't change their ways, they're going to hell. Most people have already got that figured out. Especially someone that's been in this church and has backslid. They don't, they don't need us reminding them of that. You can, ask, you can ask people that's been there. That goes to their mind often. They know they're not right. We don't need to make it harder on them to come back to the house of God and get right with God. If we'll let them get into church, God will help them. If we will show them the love, show them the love of God, they will get closer to God. They'll get the revelation for themselves. <clears throat> Do we see the Bible as a road map to salvation? How to live and how to get to heaven? Or do we see it as a book of rules? It depends on our view. A book, a book of do's and don'ts and things that we have to do. Or is it a privilege? Is it something I get to do? It depends on your view. And what you get out of it. It depends on your view. Prayer. Jude 1.20 But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Prayer is a tool. It builds us up and it tears down strongholds. Fasting. Matthew 17.21 Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. Fasting builds up the spiritual man. And it tears down the carnal man. <clears throat> now, are we listening to that still small voice? Or a roaring lion? First, first Kings 19 and 12. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. First Peter 5 and 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. The devil is not a roaring lion. He's as a roaring lion. Um, Give me a roaring lion. Roar. That's as a roaring lion. She's going to scare you if she can. But you, nobody, look at her. Nobody's scared of her. But if you can't see her, all you hear is roar. Your mind, your mind goes to the zoo. We're big old bad lions roaming around the cage. Roar! It's like, woo! That's what I just heard. It was that real big one. Roar! Now, if they could see, if they could see the devil. Oh, little fella, did you make that noise? Everybody's scared of you. Oh. Bullies. Everybody's put up with bullies. Bullies will get to joking around, and then all of a sudden things go a little too far, and they'll say, oh, yeah? Well, just how big of an old boy are you? Stand up. 
Oh, my Lord, we're going to be friends. <laughs> I've got a good feeling about this. <laughs> They're only boys when they think they've got the advantage over you. As a roaring lion. They're back there going, roar! When somebody checks them to see what they're made of, say, roar. Sorry. The name of Jesus, we can do with it what we want. Exodus 20 and 7. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. The Bible tells us that we should not take the Lord's name in vain. But we hear it all the time. I had a, I had a man I was working with tell me and Everybody, everybody was cussing and discussing at work, and uh, he stops and he looks at me and he says, uh, "You know, I've often wondered how people's lives would go if they would start blessing things instead of condemning them." And this man has never been in this church. That's good. That's real good. Are we going around condemning things? Are we grumping and growling? Are we tearing down or are we blessing? Whatsoever, Colossians 3.17, and whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Do all in the name. There's no other name. We pray for the sick. We do it in the name of Jesus Christ. We get our deliverance in the name of Jesus Christ. Baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever we do, word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus Christ. Healing, strength, that's where we get our power. Our sins are remitted. But we've all got a free will. We can do with it what we want. What is your view and where is your heart? Right, right now, we're all facing the right way, save two of us. And it's not, it's not because you're looking at me, because you're looking at Brother Lewis. I just, I just happen to be the man that's given the responsibility of edifying the church tonight. To stand in the place of our pastor while he's out of town. But we're facing in a godly direction. What direction are you going to be facing in an hour? What direction are we going to be facing tomorrow? Are you prayed up enough to refocus on the things of God? Or will you get sidetracked when every little thing pops up? When every little ungodly thing comes up at work or at school or at the grocery store or wherever, wherever tomorrow takes you? Are you going to be able to are you going to be able to rein it in? Are you going to be able to focus back and get your mind on godly things?
to get your eyes on godly things? Will you be able to redirect your thoughts? Let's all stand. You can do with it what you want. But I'm going to pray like tomorrow I'm going into the biggest spiritual battle of my life. Because I can't, I can't take a chance. I have to be prepared. I have to be ready. I'm going to pray like this could be my last service. Because it may be. And I have to be ready to meet God. Oh, God. If God gives me another day, I'm going to praise Him tomorrow. I have, I have to be prayed up enough that I can refocus, that I can focus on the things of God. Oh, God, I love you. The altars are open. You can do with it what you want. Are you going to stay? Are you going to stay towards the back and watch and see what's going on? Are you going to come up front? Repent. Get your renewing, get your refreshing. Pray that God will help you keep your eyes on Him. To change your view.